Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Dear brothers and sisters and viewers, uh, welcome once again to Mic'd Up on Saturday night, 7 o'clock. Um, we have a great episode, so thank you very much for joining us. I have uh, with me uh, the one and only uh, Brother Mohsen Patel. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Mohsen Bhai, how are you? Alhamdulillah, bro. How are you? Alhamdulillah. Thank you very much for, for coming out. Uh, it's been a long morning. And a long day for all of us. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we're not going to share why uh, today. But um, thank you very much for taking time out of your busy schedule and joining us today. And um, I want to thank all the viewers for, for joining in. I've um, been getting a lot of calls, a lot of messages in regards to this particular topic, uh, which we're going to get into in a, in, in a few minutes. And we're going to introduce our, our guests for today. Uh, but before we go, that, before we go there... Um, just want to get through the formalities like we always do. So on Mic'd Up 416 on YouTube, like, subscribe, hit the bell icon, um, share the link with your uh, families and friends. Um, and please make sure that uh, you continue to follow us also on Instagram as well. Uh, we're getting a lot of buzz on Instagram, a lot of uh, messages. And I want to thank all of you, uh, specifically the ones that uh, live in the GTA um, that have been um, giving us their feedback and, and such. And all over, um, we got people from America, UK, Germany, Australia. Uh, Alhamdulillah, thank you very much for your love. Allah bless all of you. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for giving us the support. Uh, and thank you for your ideas. Um, so if you have ideas, questions, etc., uh, reach out. We are live from our Masjid, Makkah Islamic Center, 3234 Eglinton Avenue East. Um, if you go down to the link, um, below, the, below the link uh, um, is uh, a way to uh, see our work. Um, so you can see that there. And our guest uh, that's here today to talk about mental health, uh, all of her information uh, is also on the link. And the, uh, the next month, the last next four episodes are sponsored, sponsored by uh, Amal Artistry. Yeah. Uh, Sister Amal, uh, which you're seeing on your screen now, um, she can be reached at www.amalartistry.com. You can email her at info.amalartistry at gmail.com. Follow her on Twitter and Instagram at Amal Artistry. So we want to thank uh, Sister Amal um, for sponsoring the month of February. And like what you see, like you do every uh, Saturday at 7 p.m., the artwork that she's done at the mosque. Uh, here and uh, it's all on her Instagram and stuff so you can check it out the work that she does phenomenal sister uh, Allah bless her and her work that is uh, pretty much the formalities I do want to mention also uh, we're live on Spotify Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor uh, Pocket Cast etc so um, if uh, the brothers and sisters who are missing the episode for some reason uh, they can go back and, and, and uh, listen to it live as well Good? Yes, 100%. That's All right. a lot of information, uh, Brother Umar Qadri, you're giving. <laughs> <laughs> I think the viewers will be uh, by hearting that as well. MashaAllah. <laughs> so, without further ado, um, we have uh, our sister, uh, Kalsum Khan, uh, RSW, uh, who is backstage, and we want to put her on the screen. And first and foremost, want to say Assalamu Alaikum to her and thank her for coming on our podcast. So, welcome. Alaikum assalam. Very privileged to be here. Uh, thank you uh, once again. Um, I've been I've been following your your work, um, and uh, I think it's phenomenal what you're doing. Um, not only 
and and I got this little feedback too, but like, not only for the Muslims, you're you're you you don't even look at that, and that is what we call khidmat khalq caring about people, and it's about people, and the work that you're doing is phenomenal. The quotes, the TikTok. Uh, all of those inspirational, uh, yeah, I did check you out on, on TikTok, um, <laughs> but it's, it's very inspiring. And I know some people because of this flyer started to follow you. And the feedback that we got was that, wow, she's, she really cares. You can tell, and, uh, you know, it speaks, uh, wonders for the work. So, uh, from our team, I want to thank you for, for joining and continue the great work and what we can do for you. We're here for you. Um, and our du'as are with you as well. So Allah bless you and your family, inshallah. So um, I guess... a lot. No, no, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> what I do want to start with, we're going to jump right into it. Uh, I know your time is very mm -hmm. precious. Um, and uh, we want to get uh, the information out to the public as much as possible, especially dealing with mental health. And uh, when we think about mental health, let's just go back 10 years. Nobody knew the name mental health. It existed. We just didn't put awareness to it. Um, and there's people like yourselves, inspirational uh, speakers, inspirational individuals who are pushing this forward to do, uh, to bring change to people's lives and communities and families, etc. Um, I just want to start with saying, let's talk about you, who you are, what you're about, your qualifications, what you do, and then go into mental health. And then I'll just be quiet and listen, and then we'll just jump in with the questions uh, once you're, you're done your spiel there. I think that's fair. Okay, sounds good. So my name is Kulsum Khan. Um, I'm actually, I identify Canadian first, Muslim, uh, Pakistani. My parents are from Pakistan and um, actually have an interracial marriage. Mashallah. So I'm married to a Guyanese man who's also Muslim, alhamdulillah. So... That's a little bit about my personal life. Um, I'm also a psychotherapist and social worker. Um, and I have a master's degree in social work and under, undergrad in social work as well. And I currently work full time at counseling at a community health center for free, actually. Um, oh, and so it's for clients who cannot um, go and use their extended health benefits. So they just come to the center. They let us know that they're low income. Um, and we build everything through um, a funding program called the PAC program. Um, and they can just come and receive free counseling. And now we provide virtual care, care as well. It's open for everyone actually now in Ontario. So first we had a catchment area. Now everyone uh, across Ontario can access our program. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. And now I started a private practice um, on the side. I decided to take that on. Um, now that um, we're home more, I guess. And I think people need it uh, more as well. Finding that people are really struggling during this time. So I decided to start my own private practice on the side where work on the weekends and on Wednesdays. Well, that's that's amazing. Can I can I ask um, in terms of uh, this this free work that you do? Was that your idea or is that where you were working from to, to make this free for for the public? So it was actually part of a funding program that uh, Ontario came up with and our community health center kind of jumped on it um, and then I got recruited. Um, so it was actually them. I just uh, kind of found that it was a good fit for me um, and so, accepted the opportunity. That's that's sure. amazing. That's amazing. So sure. um, let's talk about mental health. Um, you know, when we when I think mental health, uh, 
you know, the stereotype is, oh, it's all in your head. And, you know, stress, uh, there's ways of dealing with stress. You go to a Maulana, for example, you go to the mosque, they're going to tell you to pray Salah, read the Quran, and do all these things, which is obviously hikmah that is proven, that it works. And those mm -hmm. are some things to, to, to deal with mental stress. But what of those individuals who are not close to the deen? And that's where you come in. Mental health, what, what is it? And uh, if we can just paint a picture for the public about mental health from your, from your aspect and, and from your mm -hmm. uh, point of view. So when you talk about that, like what you just said was, uh, you know, I'm, someone, an individual is struggling with uh, their mental well-being and they are spiritual and they, they have a religious uh, background, a very strong religious belief, and they go to a spiritual leader for support. That is for spiritual support, right? That's not really for mental health support. Right. If someone has a broken arm and they and, and oh, I think you have a broken arm. You need to go to the doctor first. And then after that, we'll can maybe together and I can see how I, I can help you. Right. But I have my limitations here too. Right. And um, so recognizing that there are mental health struggles and challenges that spiritual leaders can, can provide support, but may not be able to provide that those coping mechanisms they need to to cope through the, those issues right so m mental health like when i when i think of mental health or when people talk to me about your mental health or your your state mm -hmm. uh your mindset etc i think about anxiety depression um what yeah. leads people to to the point where they go to the extreme so i know people that are are mm -hmm. you know because of for example let's say they're in a bad marriage and it's not working out and they're getting to the point where they start hurting themselves and harming themselves to the point where they're going to go mm -hmm. what leads people uh to that to that point i think it's in that in that moment they feel so stuck right they feel so alone in that moment that i i can't talk to anyone without a bias someone that will really understand me and there are multiple layers that are going on in here when people self-harm when we talk about self-harm we call that self-harm right yeah. and so when they reach that point there are other factors that have contributed it's not just one factor that has caused them to find this as their coping mechanism coping support i don't think anyone wakes up in the morning and says i just want to self-harm right that's something i enjoy doing it's right. it's some struggling with and that is what they find as their coping mechanism and so i just really wanted to differentiate what is stress so stress is when a significant amount of pressure is placed on your mind and your body and when external stressors a lot of external stressors and there's some here. And then when, when we talk about anxiety, anxiety is when individuals have a feeling of worry or fear that something bad is going to happen. Right. And it could also be some uncomfortable feeling um, and can be experienced by anyone. Right. Um, and so there are healthy stressors and healthy anxieties, but it's only when they start happening very often. They're impeding in your work. Um, you really don't know why you're feeling that way. Um, it's not related to a significant stressor in your life, whether it's buying a new car or entering a marriage or um, it's coming out of d different different reasons that we can't really pinpoint. Right. Um, so let's let's talk about dealing with the, the stress. So the everyday stress, you know, whether it's uh, work stress, marriage stress. Uh, kids, you know, maybe their kids are, it's it because it affects everything. Stress affects your mood. It affects uh, your friends. It affects your family. Mm -hmm. So dealing with stress, in your opinion, um, what is the best way of dealing with these stresses, day-to-day -day stresses? Mm -hmm. 
So dealing with day-to-day stresses, I think in North American society, we have a lot of expectations that we need to meet. We constantly are are done all the time. We want the next best thing. You want we want to do the next best thing. We're so busy comparing ourselves to other people. We have a ton of ex- unrealistic expectations of ourselves. And so I people are just go 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 and there's there isn't a lot of time to just sit back and say, "Okay, what am I really worried about? What am I really stressed about? What's causing me to feel this way?" Right. And taking that moment to really think about, "Okay, where is my stress coming from?" And even just slowing down a little bit and finding maybe a couple of moments in your day to do something you enjoy or to relax, Um, just taking that pause. Right. So I know um, me and and our sister here has been talking for about 15 minutes and and it's not like Mohsen to be so quiet, right? So I know he's itching to to say something. And I know he had a lot of things to say as well because he he's looking at it from a different aspect before the the program. Um he he's dealing with a different type of group in a community that goes to him for advice, etc. So I'm going to turn it over to Mohsen Bai. I think he had some questions for you, so I'll turn it over to you. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. So no, it was not that about uh, Umar Bai. It's 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 information about the mental health. This was the topic that was much needed, and Alhamdulillah, you know, we're doing a podcast. This is our ninth podcast, uh, Sister Kulsum, and what we do, we talk between us and we share the information best of our ability. But this topic, it's about mental health. So we, a management team, decided that we should bring. Somebody who can give a better advice and uh, like they can talk about this uh, depression, stress, and anxiety, right? So, alhamdulillah, there's a lots of uh, question what was people asked to me, and it was covered when Brother Umar was talking to you about the marriages, right? That one of the questions that came uh, when I uh, broadcast my list that if you have any questions. So, uh, without further ado, I won't uh, talk much because we have only one hour podcast. So, uh, in our community, as you know, uh, lots of people are struggling uh, with uh, depressions, anxiety, and stress. It doesn't matter uh, mm-hmm. the age, old, and um, young. And in our community, that's the problem. The most, most common co- uh, problem is going on right now. So, one of our brother, uh, my uh, one of our uh, good brother, Irfan Nakuda, is from Islamic Relief. And uh, as soon as I send out the flyer, uh, flyer, he was so excited. He was so happy. He was like, uh, "This uh, mental health was a very much needed podcast that you guys are doing today." And uh, he personally, uh, lots of people were asking to him a question, but he wants you to answer because uh, I think your answer will be uh, much better if we answer or him answer. So the first question, what uh, brother Irfan told me to ask you that someone asked to him that I'm losing my mind sitting at home like what should I do mm-hmm. so somebody sitting at home not doing anything and it just feeling depressed or trash or anxiety just sitting at home like what he should do and so in that and there's so much right within that person's life that could be going on that they're person. So when when they're lose when they're talking about losing their mind, what do they mean by that? Losing their it mind has to be it, very. It, I think I think it's yeah. more I think it's more to dealing with like what's happening with COVID nineteen and you know you feel like mm, a jailbird okay. and you're just stuck and you, there's no there's no yeah. you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel right yeah because we keep going yes. into lockdown and now we have to wait 
for Doug Ford on Monday. And then we got to wait and wait. And it's been over a year now, almost over a year. So that, that piece. And I think that's where brother Mosin was taking the conversation. Okay. Thank you for defining that. So, so yeah, so I, if, if they're feeling very isolated alone, right, they can't socialize, they can't go anywhere, they can't find a light at the end of the tunnel. I promise you there is a light at the end of the tunnel, right? It may feel like there is no light at the end of the tunnel, but COVID could not last forever. And so as much as uh, it can, it is challenging to be at home recognizing, okay, I don't have a lot to have control over the situation there really isn't much i can do but what i can do is keep myself safe right practice um uh, all the safety measures that have been put in place well hand washing and hand hygiene and stuff but also not only do, not only like the speci- those type of specific things but what do i do have control over um, in my life while I am home? Is there something that I've always wanted to do when I haven't had a chance to do? Um, is there something that I found joy in or f- makes me happy? Um, whether it's volunteering online or if it's building something. Um, so anything that brings joy, recognizing that there that this is not going to last forever, even I though it may feel that way. I guess it's it comes down to you got to be in control of your 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 mind your mind and and you got to tell mm-hmm. yourself those things right so i think that's a very good point that the and that our sister brought up yeah in the fact that you got to in order to be positive you got to keep yourself positive and i think that's what lacks sometimes because all around us is always negativity mm. right coronavirus mm-hmm. you don't go outside you're yeah. gonna get the virus don't talk to your brother and sisters yeah. you're gonna get the virus like you know what i mean they're scaring yeah. people where we forgot how to yeah. live without certain yeah. things without going to the mall without um without going shopping and all of these things right or going for walks even like why can't we just go for a walk right so mm-hmm. um i think that's a very good point that um that you brought up um one of the questions that just came up i had my own questions um uh, from from earlier but one of the que- the questions that just came up was what are effective stress and depression coping mechanisms So with effective stress and coping mechanisms, um, I would say is to take a little bit of a break during the day and just take like 30 minutes and sit with yourself. Ask yourself, okay, what can I do in these 30 minutes that is just for myself? What can I do that allows me to feel relaxed? I'm I'm putting my phone away. I'm putting all these stressors away. What is it that I need to do with a lot of people are living with their family members. So either it's going out for a walk, like you said earlier, right? Yeah. So going out for a walk by themselves, taking those 30 minutes to just breathe and not look at their phone and yeah. focusing on where they are at right now, rather than worrying about what's the next thing that they need to do, what they're going to do with, at work the next day. Right. Really focusing in that moment of, okay, I'm here right now and I am really stressed, but at right now I don't need to be stressed about anything because I'm taking this moment for myself to walk or to do something I enjoy. Right. And then in terms of someone who's who's struggling with depression or anxiety, reaching out for support. There are a lot of, we, we live, and I'm assuming a lot of people live in Ontario, but there are a lot of supports out there. Right. Um, and if you have extended health benefits, you could definitely look out for other paid support, but there's also a lot of free supports. Like um, mine, I believe Mind Beacon has a lot of free online counseling. Yeah. There's also the stress center. There's a lot of supports out there that are free. Right. And I, and I think... Uh, Often, and we see this in our community, I'm not labeling our community when we talk about people from Pakistan, India, Bangladesh, etc. But what we find is we have too much uh, pride 
and and we kind of hesitate because that's what we're instilled um and, and it's okay right and, and if i it was to ask you a question like is it okay to do so and putting your putting your beliefs or or your cultural background aside to go get help if you mm -hmm. can touch on touch on that piece like what's going to take that Absolutely, one person yeah. to 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 go out there and make that step to go get help sorry to cut you off no worries so i think it's recognizing that struggling with mental health is not because of a lack of iman it's not a lack of spirituality a lot of times people believe because of the stigma that exists around mental health is that you're not mingling with your culture you're not um around your family you're not um um doing your religious duties in some way or connecting your with your spiritual leaders it's knowing that mental health stigma can really affect the way we think so it is okay to reach out to other supports if you need it right and and, I and think what is the worst that's gonna happen really when you reach oh. out it's confidential it's with you and your provider it's not gonna go anywhere else no that i think that's the the, the most important thing it's it is confidential it's not like everyone's gonna tell people about it and i think that's what they're scared of like if i go out what are people gonna say what are people gonna think um, I'm gonna turn. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna turn the the, the podcast uh, into a, a into a different direction. And and I think what's plaguing our um, community is two things. And and I'm gonna touch on one, and then I'm gonna turn it over to Mosinbai because he has some questions in regards to this topic as well. Mm -hmm. Is the struggle of marriage? And when we talk about marriage, so it could be the sisters looking for a potential husband. Um, it could be a husband, uh, a guy looking for a potential uh, wife, um, or it could be already married couples dealing with the stresses of in-laws. So if we can touch on that, and then uh, I, I know Brother Mosin has, has some questions in regards to that. So. Okay. So uh, talking about couples, so let's, I want to tackle the couple part first. No problem. There is so much stigma and stereotype with reaching out to third parties in a marriage and a lot of times with third parties let's get the sheikh involved let's get um your, your my mother-in-law like involved let's get my dad involved and so just even going to a marriage counselor for for marriage counseling let's let's have a conversation with a third party who is not biased there is so much stigma around marriage counseling oh my marriage should, is probably doomed for failure if i'm um going to marriage counseling there's so much stereotype with couples counseling right. and so i i believe there is a sunnah as well um uh where um i think one of the scholars were, was having a uh um an argument with their partner and they seeked out an unbiased um advice from someone so it is okay to reach out for supports when you're finding it is difficult to get along or there are misunderstandings that need to be overcome uh, before i turn it over to mohsen i'm very proud uh, that you mentioned the sunnah of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam took sayyida aisha radiyallahu anha to sayyidna siddiq akbar sayyidna abu bakr siddiq radiyallahu an mm -hmm. to to uh, be that biased to make that decision for them. And I think you touched on that. I think that was uh, well, well, well said. Um, so it is. So to seek help and to seek a second opinion, uh, it is the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ. So go ahead, Mosimai. No, 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 no mashallah, it's very good um, that um, 
the topic that is going on right now regarding the marriage and one of my friend um, asked me that uh, if you can uh, ask um, the this question so I can listen he's listening maybe on live right now and he will be 100% be listening because I shared the link to him so uh, what's happening is that he got marriage engaged marriage right uh, got engaged marriage came to Canada and uh, sponsored their parents and her mother and father and uh, her, her wife mother and father like father-in-law mother-in-law they both are here right uh, but because of the parents uh, wife is not getting along and it's affecting to their marriage and they're going through a very hard time right now and because of that situation uh, the guy he can't focus on work he always think about the home situation he always already uh, is on trash level he already phones us what to do how to handle the situation we try our best to give the best answer uh, what to do how to handle that uh, situation but if you can advise him better way how he can take this problem okay so i just want to say start off by saying uh, i know that you wanted me to talk about marriage so marriage is half your deen marriage is not half your family's deen wow right? mashallah so when, beautiful <laughs> so when when you're in a marriage you made a promise to that person wow right to to give it your all to give it your best you didn't promise to give their family your, your all you and they didn't promise wow. to give your their your family them all right so you have to put that effort that half your dean it's not it's not a joke it's something really really serious right and i think in and just her talking about even i i'm married i'm talking about from my own experience as well and i'm not just going to generalize that we just oftentimes take our partners for granted and so i think even just coming together and saying, okay, this is about our marriage. Let's talk about what are some of the underlying issues in our marriage. And because our emotions are so heightened in that conflict, we're not always able to see that clearly. So it, just reaching out to that support, that therapist with just one hour of just reaching out and saying, okay, let's see if this person can help us. Let's just have a little bit of hope and see if we can put our issues on the table and have an unbiased person look at them and kind of tell us, okay, number one, this is something we can start tackling and working on. Number two, this is what we can come to. And then number three, okay, this is how we're going to move forward. So that really is how therapy is usually um, provided to clients, right? Where we come together with the clients and we meet them at a place where they're willing to change and work on their relationship with themselves or with others. I think that's such a great, great I was going to do a nada, I'm going to be honest with you. That was such a beautiful, no, beautiful answer, yeah, 100%. Be, especially the beginning, half of your Dean, not yes. your in-laws. We did it in a podcast on family drama, yeah. um, which was, uh, which is around the same thing. But what happens is now um, you have parents, you, you go into a relationship, it's hard. It's hard to, to say to mom and dad, listen, back up, like back mm -hmm. off, leave, leave my wife alone because your wife now is going to say, yo, why aren't mm -hmm. you sticking up for me? Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. why, yeah. why aren't you sticking up for me? And your parents are going to be like, you're my son. I gave birth to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So in that sense, yeah. what would you, what would you say? And so in, in that sense, I would say, okay at in in that moment you are only accountable for your actions you're not accountable for everyone else's or actions around you so in that moment recognizing that you and your partner are a unit now 
And these people, yes, you love them, you care about them, you have obligations towards them, but now you're operating as a unit together. It's not your family versus that person, right? Like your family and you versus that person. It's actually your family versus you two together. You're inseparable now. So you got to figure that out. You're you're like this. So you got to figure this out. You're not figuring this person out. You're figuring this two out together. Very good answer. MashaAllah. You have something else, Mohsen? No, I like there are too many questions. Like uh, the podcast will never stop. But um, <laughs> <laughs> this was a yeah. question regarding the marriage. But um, I that your answer covers my most of the questions regarding the marriage. But let's move on to the student sections because there are a few students also. They ask me uh, about uh, the mental stress. They are depressed when they come here, right? Uh, why mm-hmm. they get depressed? Because um, their parents send them here. They have to come here. They have to leave their family back home. They come here. Uh, the fees are high in Canada. It's not like us. You know, we go to a university or a college. Our fees are lower than them, right? They have, they pay double amount of the money every six months. So what? they can't find a job or uh, nothing like that. And then the jobs, also they can work 20 hours. Sometimes they can't work 20 hours. So what they think that oh you know what i'm first after first semester they think i want to just go back home i i can't deal this this is too much of uh, fees for me my parents can afford i can uh, get my parents to take a loan for me all the time and they they borrow the money from back home from friends and banks and all right and he can see so he's like they're depressed and and they they they, do, they make a decision that i'm going back home so what are the steps uh, regarding this situation you think that they should uh think about it like what they should do it is really hard i think it's definitely really really hard for people who come from different countries and have i think often unrealistic expectations once they get there and then also our families as we know even our families oftentimes have unrealistic expectations of ourselves um and sometimes we internal most often i would say we internalize that right and and say okay our family's expectations are our expectations so even recognizing okay i thought things were going to be a certain way when i came into this country and things are not a certain way right accepting that mm-hmm. and part of term in terms of accepting but recognizing that i only have two choices here i can either go back um or i can come here and work through it where there there is a lot of student support for international students actually there's so much advocacy happening if they're part of a university for international students i know i was part of a lot of initiatives when i was at ryerson in my undergrad so there are a lot of resources and just utilizing that is really helpful um but recognizing change is really really hard even as a human in general change is really really hard it's going to be hard it's not going to be easy it's going to be difficult but now that you're here you as, as challenging as it is, there's also an opportunity. There's opportunity to connect with people around you and say, hey, this is, I'm looking for a job. Um, I could I could do maybe not the best work, but I, I need to do something to provide for myself while I'm here because I'm paying very high fees. Or connect me to a program, going to their school and saying, hey, connect me to a program that can help me get through this. And it is a very, very challenging layer of inequities I think coming here as well, there's discrimination just because of the language barrier, discrimination because based on their legal status. So recognizing that it is it is a very challenging experience to be an international student, but there are a lot of international students who have overcome these challenges and have coped with them. And and I think it's a definitely a great program if we can match match international students with people who have gone through it all. 
Um, but definitely reaching out to their own colleges and universities and saying, hey, I'm struggling with this. Can you please provide some form of support? Oh, that's good. So there are the sources that they can right. reach out to their university and um, and hundred percent. So it's good. And students are when the, you know when they come with the high end family, sometimes they feel shy too. You know, to work as a janitor or work as a restaurant. So like they mm -hmm. should not, yeah. they should not, they should not be shy if they wanted to uh, educate themselves and uh, see something like on a bigger level. They should just start with the scratch and work whatever they can get, and they can go from there. That's good. I think um... I think it's hard to recognize that too, right? Those cultural differences where being a janitor in, in Pakistan or India was like the worst thing you could ever do, right? Yeah. And so being a janitor here, I have I have clients that I see, they're like, yay, I get to work as a janitor and I'm making like 50 bucks an hour, right? So I think it's just really about perspective as well. It's recognizing, just sitting back and saying, whoa, I didn't have these expectations for my world i can either look go back or i can try navigating this whole world and i don't have to do it by myself i have supports here that can help me navigate through i think uh, i think the biggest thing is is taking that first step can we talk about that first step like if you can relate it to to people that you have uh, obviously worked with or things that you've seen that first step uh, how, how do i make that first step to admit that I need, I need help. It's making that first call. It's, it's either talking to your general practitioner or your doctor, right? It's hard making that first call. It is really challenging. But if you have a friend who's struggling, sit with them and say, hey, let me, let me call, make that first call with you. Let me write that first email with you. Let me book your first appointment with you. I'll go with you if I have to. I'll set wow. an alarm and I'll, I'll be there, mm -hmm. right? If you're struggling with depression, I'm gonna call you in the morning. And I'm there for you in the morning. I want to make sure you survive this night. Wow, that's amazing. Walking with them rather than saying, hey, the onus is on you. You do it. No, let's do it together. Right. I think that that's uh, that we need to love more and hate less or ignore, love more, ignore less. And I think we do that because people often uh, deal, with deal with stress differently. And speaking about doctors, because mm -hmm. you mentioned that, so we got a, we got a, um, a viewer who just uh, messaged and says, my doctor sent me to a psychiatrist who asked me a few ca uh, questions regarding my life and then prescribed me drugs, which makes me feel like mm -hmm. a robot, emotionless, uh, emotionless, sorry. I don't find this effective. What should I do? Okay. So psychiatrists pr provide medication, right? They're doctors, right? And so if you're not finding your medication to be okay, have regular appointments with your doctor. Let them know there is tons of other psychiatrists out there and you have appointments with other people, right? And medication is not the only option. So if we're talking about medication, I'm not going to say stop your medication or anything <laughs> at all. I would say there you pay taxes, you pay into this, right? So you have the right to a healthcare that, that serves you. So advocates for yourself, I think, and being aware, I can go see another psychiatrist. I can ask for as many referrals as I want. From, for psychiatrists. So there are also psychotherapists and social workers that are out there that you can see or psychologists, depends on where you where you live, that are OHIP covered or that you can get referred to. So ask your doctor, is there a psychotherapist that you can refer me to? Is there a doctor you can refer me to? Right. Um, and I think that's great. And the same, uh, sorry, an another individual uh, viewer messaged in regards to, uh, I think I might be depressed or but what are the symptoms of depression? How do I know if I am considered depressed? 
Okay, so if you are feeling depressed, go to your general practitioner, book your appointment. Right now they're doing virtual appointments. Say, hey, I think I'm depressed. Conversation with them. They can sit with you, they can do a questionnaire, they can walk you through it and connect you to the right resource in that moment. The first step is reaching out to your doctor. Right, and if, if you were to motivate someone, um, this individual who's watching you right now, um, watching because they're affected by stress, anxiety, and depression. Mm-hmm. Can you talk? Can you talk directly to them and t- and give them that little push to go to to the doctor? I actually know what's this stopping you from going to the doctor, right? What's stopping you? Right. Is it stigma? Is it what other people are going to think? What What's stopping you from taking that first step? And we're all here with you to take that first step and book that appointment. Awesome. Awesome. Um, we'll see if he messages back, <laughs> but no, <laughs> definitely. Um, how do, so there's a lot of things that are plaguing our society, right? Whether it's the influence of social media, whether it's, you know, um, trying to fit in all of these things. Uh, but what is on the rise, and I think you'll attest to this as well, along with mental health and, and, and uh, anxiety, stress, depression, and all of that is the rise of drug abuse. Um, I think people are using, um, drugs uh to deal with all these stresses you know you hear it all the time oh man i want to mellow Mm -hmm. out so i'm going to smoke a joint and all of these things and and such and it's it's often right and now it's it's so into them that that drug they've been doing for years and years let's call it marijuana it is now Mm -hmm. not doing anything for them so what do they do now Mm -hmm. now they go to something greater so now it's like crack Mm -hmm. cocaine or heroin or whatever else uh is out Mm -hmm. uh, out there now Let's can we if we can touch on that, like the rise of of drug abuse and and all of that. I think drug abuse has been sensationalized a lot in in media, but not only that, I think it's also because it's it's a it's become an unhealthy coping mechanism, and particularly um, because of the stigma of reaching out for mental health supports. If you're a man, you're strong enough. You should just smoke a joint. You'll be fine. Right. As you hear this all the time. Just have a cigarette, man. It'll be okay. You'll get over it. Just puff. Right. Or yeah. whatever it is. It's, it's, it's seen as seen as manly or you're uh, some form of, um, a stronger being. If you, um, use a, substances as a coping support rather than going to go see a therapist and talk about your feelings that's not a manly thing to do is that stigma discrimination stereotype that exists for sure because but men are human too right and a lot of women find um substances to be an unhealthy coping support as well because of that stigma and that stereotype right on the same topic uh one of um one of a father actually it's from our community and he's watching right now and he uh, he's had the same topic right now and he said my son he smoke weeds yeah. instead of going to work or something like that. He is like loaded all the time and a father went to uh, talking to them. But he's saying that he don't understand what to do. When he smoked that, he feels better. So he's not stopping. So what should he do to get rid of that? So what should the dad do? Or the, no, the no. person who's using the substances? If the dad or the son, both, they both should get an answer because dad will tell him, or if mm-hmm. he's watching right now, he should get an answer directly too. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think as, as a parent, going to your child and saying, hey, 
what's going on what's making you use this right what is going on in your life let's have a conversation rather than saying like you don't do this you don't do that you are like you're a failure you've disappointed us all this time but usually it's a judgment right it's always a judgment we don't really listen to actually listen to the concerns of that person we're listening to tell them that they're wrong usually as a parent right we're yeah. listening to tell them that they're wrong that they're sure. suffering because they did x y and z to us and they deserve to suffer yeah Right. As I mean, coming from the parenting, I, I would say a lot of South Asian parenting styles, right? We're, we're, we're kind of taking our anger out of that intergenerational trauma. Yeah. And so just stepping back and saying, hey, I find this is a problem. I really care about you. Let's figure this out. I think, that, I think a lot um, has to do with, and we talked about this on our podcast as well. Yeah, we did. We, we, we talked about not, not the drug abuse part, but Parents have failed this new generation. I'm going to tell you why. Because they forgot how to be friends to their kids. They wanted this figure of like, the dad is supposed to be scary. The mom is going to love you no matter what happens. The dad is going to beat you down or yell at you and whatever. You're never going to be good enough. And they forgot how to be involved in their lives. Yeah. And I think that, so if that individual is watching, it's, it's not too late. And I think uh, our sister mm -hmm. can attest to that, that it's not too late to change, be involved in your kids' lives. We say this all the time, even to the parents that drop off their kids for madrasa. And we say this all the time. It's just don't scare them, right? Mm -hmm. don't, don't scare them and say, oh, don't like be there for them, right? Treat them like your mm -hmm. friend. And, and then look how you look like Mohsen is great. He has two daughters. Alhamdulillah. He is great with them. Like they look up to him like he is Superman. Mm -hmm. and, and that's the difference from a young age. And I know both of his daughters from a young age. And he's raised, mm -hmm. that's what I mean. That's what's missing. And then when they turn 25 and they're out of control, they come to the, the mosque, for example, and they say, you know, Molana Saab, Imam Saab, you know, please help us. Mm -hmm. It's too late at that point. Right. When there's no, there's none of that involved. But go ahead. Sorry, sister. Mm -hmm. So, so what I usually say, if you're not dead, it's not too late yeah. ever yeah. <laughs> if you're not true. dead they're not dead, dead it's not too late ever sure. and when it comes to friendships i want to actually create a line right so when it comes to your children i always say actually don't try to be friends with them because you're not their friend right and you are their parent so you become friendly to them there's a difference, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not your friend. I'm I'm your parent. I'm still going to parent you. I'm going to tell you what's wrong is wrong. And I'm not, I don't agree with certain behaviors. You live under my roof. It's not okay, right? You can't walk all over me. That's not okay. I mean, yeah. keep some boundaries. Yeah. I'm going to be friendly towards you, right? I'm here to listen to you. I'll, I'll roll around in the snow with you. I'll be there if you want to cry an hour about a boy who didn't text you back. That's okay. I'm not going to judge you. I'm not going to tell you you're a haram girl because you're doing that, right? I'm going to sit with you and I'm going to listen. And I'm going to be there and say, hmm, is this something you really want to do? Rather than saying, this is haram, this is okay. You know, like you're going to hell, right? Yeah. So you're sitting there and you're really listening non-judgmentally. And you're, you're really being friendly and saying, I'm here for you. But I believe that this is something that we need to kind of work together, right? This is, some, this is a challenge. Yeah, and, and I agree. So I'm, I'm going to reverse it back when i mean friend <laughs> yeah i meant good. like be, yeah. being involved in their life um yeah for and, sure and like you know know that's their interest parenting. yeah oh, yeah okay. absolutely <laughs> being an active parent that's active parenting and i think even going back to your point of our parents have failed us i think our parents were were so much into 
um, providing for their children and not being able to recognize their own intergenerational traumas when they came here as immigrants. And I'm assuming most of our parents didn't come here as immigrants, but they're, they're struggling with their own challenges, their own anger, their resentment, their frustration, their poverty, their housing. That doesn't justify their behavior, but they really didn't get a chance to be an active parent. So I think the onus is really on us to say, Hey, I want to go to parenting programs. I want to read parenting books with my wife, with my wife. We do it together, a parent together. No, I think that's uh, excellent. Um, speaking about parents, so, you know, there's some people that, like Brother Mohsen was saying, uh, that acknowledge the fact that my son or daughter or whatever has a issue or has a problem. But then there's some parents that say mm, uh, mental health. What is that? There's nothing. Namaz bro. Like you read namaz and <laughs> and everything will go away, which is obviously we're Muslims. We read salah, etc. That is for sure. Mm-hmm. But meaning to the point is not saying that go read namaz or go read salah, meaning denouncing mental mm-hmm. health. Right. They're saying, oh, mm-hmm. there's no such thing as mental health. And that stigma or that stereotype of mental health doesn't exist in some Desi parents. If we can touch on that, please. So. If you're, if you are struggling, if a, if someone listening here is struggling with a mental illness and struggling with explaining it to their family members, I would say bring bring that family member into your into your therapy ther, therapy session. Sorry, therapy session, or bring them into your general practitioner's office and allow that professional to sit together and explain mm. what mental illness is. Because in that moment, when when they're your parents, they they may not be taking it seriously. They would probably think a lot of stigma and stereotype will be coming up for them. Um, and so when they hear it from a professional, they'll be like, okay, this is this is valid. And you know what? Maybe they won't. They'll just say, I'm not going to come. I don't care. Sometimes they will say that, right? right, right. There, are, there are parents who will say, you know what? It doesn't exist. And it's recognizing as long as you believe it, it's important for you and you're working on getting better. Everyone else's validation doesn't matter. It's only your own validation that matters. Right, right. What do you think, Muslim boy? No, hundred percent, hundred percent. That's a valid point. Um, sister Kulcham is right. Yeah, and it's uh, um, it you know what, and that leads to things that break up. That's what causes distance, right? Right. Like if you're not involved in your kids' lives, and then they start mm-hmm. to distance themselves, they start to stay in the room longer, mm-hmm. they start to stay out longer, mm-hmm. they start gaining, and then yeah. then they start looking for a different medium, whether it be drugs or uh, or any of that uh, type of stuff. But the other thing is, is fitting in. So then if they're not fitting in at home, they try to fit in mm-hmm. outside. And now that can go two ways. You can try fitting in in a good way or you can try fitting in in a bad way. And oftentimes what we see, especially in our community, the people that come to the mosque and the parents that we talk to, etc., they start to say that people are influenced by whether it's uh, rap and hip hop artists or um, TikTok superstars. Uh, I'm not, that's not a cheap shot to you because I know you're heavy on TikTok, but that's <laughs> meaning the bad influences on TikTok and stuff. Yeah. And that's where drug, sex, drugs, alcohol, and all of that mm-hmm. kicks in. And, and then they try to fit in. So how, like mm-hmm. they think it's cool because I'm from the block, because I'm from Scarborough mm-hmm. or I'm from Toronto or, you know, I'm from Malvern or I'm from MNL and, uh, and I'm, I'm all these places, I got to be a certain way. I got to wear my pants a certain way. I got to wear a certain color, etc. And then mm-hmm. those individuals who are suffering from this depression try to fit in, into that. Mm-hmm. And then, and that's when things mm-hmm. go wrong. If we can touch on that, fitting in into society. 
So I, I want to talk about why do people feel that um, rap or hip hop makes meaning to, is it meaning making for them? And oftentimes a lot of rap and hip hop talks about anger. It talks about feelings, right? Maybe not in, in, a, in a very like out there, out there way, but it does talk about anger. It does talk about feeling. It talks about coping, not always a healthy, healthy kind of coping, but those things are talked about. And at home, we don't talk about those things. We talk, don't talk about feelings. We don't talk about how anger can be coped with in a healthy way. We talk, don't talk about other coping skills, right? We're not talking about that. And so in, in these channels, we are talking about it. They are talking about it. So if we're able to create a space at home where it is talked about and that is possible, then doing that. And if parents are not able to provide that, then sibling, if you're a sibling, whether older or small or younger, try to provide that for your sibling. A safe space where they can talk about these things. And then now when we talk about fitting in, asking an individual when they're struggling with fitting in, asking themselves why they want to fit in. Mm -hmm. What do they hope to gain from fitting in? Right. Do they want to be around these people that they're finding belonging in? From 10 years down the line, do you want to still be around these people with these values? Right. They're not, they may not be bad. They're not bad people. I don't think people in general are bad people, but are these the kind of habits you want to have? Are these the kind of coping supports you want to have in right. your life? And I think they live in the moment. So um, like, like Drake, or for example, he said, YOLO, you only live once. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and, but they, th what he's meaning is live life to the fullest on a different aspect. Not like, you know, go get a job, go get educated, go do this. Meaning go to the streets, mm -hmm. do all those things. But people don't understand the symbolic mm -hmm. meaning behind these things. And then they think like this is the life. Selling dope is the life. You know, hating cops mm -hmm. is the life. Like we grew up hating mm -hmm. cops. And if you were to ask me today, why do you hate cops? You don't have an answer. Right? And it's and it's it's so ignorant because you grew up. Hey, you're supposed to hate cops. Why? Because, what are they doing? Mm -hmm. You pay the, you, your parents pay their salary. Like these things happen in society. Mm -hmm. And then that's what I mean. You try to fit in. You try you try to be somebody that you're not. Not because of where you grew up. I know people that grew up in, in the hood, mm -hmm. for, for example, that grew up in Scarborough, mm -hmm. Jane and Finch, all of these areas, and they're, they're successful, super successful. So that thing is like, oh, I'm from, mm -hmm. I'm from Scarborough. Okay, so is uh, another 1.6 million people. What's your point, right? Yep. And that's the whole point what I'm trying to say is fitting in because social media helps you with that. And, and, and you look at mm -hmm. these rappers and think like that. I saw a music video. You'll be shocked. Uh, Bai sent me a music video from people in, in and around this area. They got ski masks on. They're making gun sands, like all of this. And I'm like, mm -hmm. you rented a Lamborghini. Mm -hmm. It's not yours. You rented it. Mm -hmm. And you mm -hmm. made a music video. Like, why? Why do all these things? For what? Mm -hmm. And all you're saying is you're yeah. throwing F-bombs and you're doing all of these things and stuff. So why mm -hmm. does that individual think like this? I can't answer the question of why they think like this. No, no, meaning like I, why do I don't why? know them. <laughs> but, <laughs> but what I can answer in that moment is, is asking yourself, if you're choosing to do something, yep. right, that is not aligned with your values, asking yourself, is this aligned with my with my values, right? And I think that's having taqwa, right? God consciousness, that's really important, right? If you're listening to this show, you have some form of God consciousness because this is a religious... <laughs> 
informed show, right? Yeah. So you have some form of God consciousness, some form of taqwa, right? Yeah. So in that moment, even if, if you feel guilty 1% listening to that voice and say, where is that guilt coming from? I'm not, I'm not, I can silence that guilt right now, but I cannot silence it every night. Right. And so reevaluating and just coming back and saying, okay, is this right for me? Really? Is this right and true to my values? Right. Um, and are these people that are around me, if I died tomorrow, would it make a difference to them really? Wow. Wow. Right. And at the end of the day, right. And as well, if, if, if I die tomorrow, what am I taking in my grave with me? Am I taking a Lamborghini with me? Not really. Yeah. Right. I'm give my values and what I did Absolutely. for others and did for myself. Absolutely. They're putting their self in danger, for, not for themselves, because they're hiding their mask, right? But they're putting their, uh, the community in danger because what they're doing, they showcase the streets, the area where they live around with. So that video goes around, goes viral to the police and stuff. They watch, right? And the people, uh, the community members, they're scared, right? They can't focus, um, like, to go out. They're scared. And uh, lots of police out there. So... Uh, they should not do this and they just, uh, you know, they should just... You know what, at the end of the day, this is what I said. We did a, uh, a seminar in University of Toronto, Scarborough campus, uh, about um, drugs and alcohol and influence and all of that stuff. I, I just simply say this. You want to be a gangster? Name me one gangster that has survived. Mm -hmm. Right? That's a good one. Yeah. Scar Scarface, he got shot down even though that's a movie. But you look at any, you look Frank Gotti's and the Gotti family, look at all of them. They're in jail. Mm -hmm. They're in jail. They're living life in prison. Either they're dead on the streets. Frank Lucas died. Like, you know, all these people, like whoever it is, like that Colombian mm -hmm. warlord or whatever, it, it doesn't matter who you are. You're not going to survive because the man upstairs, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is obviously sent you here to do the right thing. But in that sense, mm -hmm. sister, I have, a, I, have a com uh, a, well, I have a comment from a viewer and, and a question mm -hmm. along with it. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Uh, for your amazing words and advice. You are an inspiration. I would like to go into the same field you are in. Uh, as a professional, how, how, how much... No, I'm not making this stuff up. I'm, I, I'm okay. <laughs> as a professional, how much of your job do you take home with you and does it affect or take a toll on your mental health dealing with clients, patients, mm -hmm. uh, clients slash patients all day? Okay, so it does take a big toll on my mental health and my well-being. But I, I think as you go into this field, you learn that actually you have a you need to have a therapist for yourself, right? We cannot provide care for others and not care for ourselves. And if we believe that therapy helps, then it will help us too. So I, I do have a therapist for myself. So totally self, total self disclosure. But not only that, I've learned certain things that are healthy for my mental health and are not healthy for my mental health. Right. Right. And learning to listen to your mind and your body. If your mind and your body are telling you to just stop what you're doing and take a break, then then listening to that and recognizing that um, having having a, having healthy and supportive people in your life is really, really important. So recognizing when we talk about who do you want in your life besides you, right? Like we just talked about that really saying, okay, if I was sick tomorrow, would this person bring soup to me? Would they take care of me? Do they love me unconditionally or do they love me because I have this $10,000 gold chain on my neck? And do they, am I questioning if they even care about me? 
right? So having supportive people around you is definitely important. Taking care of your own mental and your physical well-being is important. But also having, like I said, uh, even, even a supportive partner who understands that this work is really, really hard and it's really challenging. So this person needs a break. They need to just calm down after work maybe <laughs> a little bit before they get into housework or whatever it is. Um, so just taking those five to 10 minutes after work. That's, that's really awesome. Helps. That's awesome. <laughs> and um, one of the things I want, I want to touch on two things. I know we're reaching the hour mark, but uh, you know what? It, has, it doesn't even feel like an hour. I just looked up at the clock and I said, wow, we got <laughs> four minutes, um, but I'm not going to let you go that easily, but I promise I will end it. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I think this, this conversation, a lot of people are benefiting from uh, benefiting from it. And, uh, and, and it feels good to, especially a sister of ours, uh, talking about these things and people are getting inspired right so they're they're messaging they have questions obviously it's a it's a it's a big issue one of the big issues is and uh, you know what i'm going to touch on something that happens even in our community um and even in the islamic community it's and it happens everywhere right uh, ideally but we we hear about it we hear it on the news we hear i heard about it today on the news as well is victims of rape now and, and i think you know what for People in uh, authority, whether that be a, a boss, uh, a manager of yours, uh, whether it's a, a leader mm -hmm. in the religious aspect, um, or it's this just the, the, the perverted pedophile that is lurking in, in behind a tree waiting to attack. And it happens because I heard about it today mm -hmm. that a seven-year-old mm -hmm. seven girl uh, saw a man chasing her and stuff. She ran into the house and called her uh, her elders. It's happening out there. So people... Mm -hmm. I, I want to talk about the part where victims of rape or um, I think it's molestation, if I'm saying the word right. Huh? Sexual, well, sexual assault, sexual yeah, violence. Yeah. Um, so things like that. Often what we see is that people don't speak out. And mm -hmm. then that person who did that to you is now doing it to 10 other people because no one is speaking out. Can we touch on that, please? Mm -hmm. So I just want to say there's so much shame, there's so much stigma around just even just let's just talk about sex in general, right? In the community. Yeah. Yeah. And then when we bring that, when we on the layer of that, if we bring in sexual violence, whether harassment, mm -hmm. when, when we bring that layer in, it's a very much victim blaming that happens, right? You must have done something. Yeah. You, I told you not to go to work there. I told you not to go to school. That's what happens to girls who go to universities. That's wow. what happens to, right? there's so much victim blaming that happens, right? Yeah, yeah. So, let's even talk about having those conversations and changing our language, the way we talk about women, the, the way we talk about um how someone has experienced something right. and and even our legal system there's still so much so much investigation that goes into it and it really takes a toll on a person so there there are layers of things that could that really stops a person from moving forward and making a report right and even even telling someone taking that first step of saying hey this happened to me a lot of women believe no one's gonna believe me there was no evidence right? That they're, this person is my boss. I'm going to get fired from my job. There's so many different factors there. Yeah. So if you're finding that there's some unhealthy behavior happening around you, or if you find that someone is getting a little too friendly in a non-friendly way, is not being respectful, respecting sure. boundaries, saying, hey, that's not okay. I saw you talking to my colleague like that. That was not okay. Talking to your colleague. If she's a female, you're a Muslim man in a workplace, you're finding something's not okay, saying, hey, are you okay? 
right? Just even even saying, hey, are you, is everything okay with what happened? Do you want to talk about anything? Taking those two minutes, just being professional but kind, because we don't have to. We don't want to forget that we have to be kind and safe too. If you're finding someone is um, crying or something has happened in a bus stop, say, hey, are you okay? Can I guess? Can I call nine one? for you can I can help you in some way just being kind and listening to that person and giving them that emergency number whether it's 911 or, or calling support for them yeah because you know what um, it happens a lot and if we look in the Muslim community um, what I can say as a representative of a of a mosque and we do things a little different and uh, here at the Makkah Islamic Center, we're not the typical, you know, sp speak in Urdu and just tell people about this is haram, this is halal, which is right in its own aspect. But we relate to the youth. Um, and, that, and that's very important. And one of the biggest things that we do mm -hmm. to relate to the youth is uh, we have um, student uh, associations in the major universities. And, and we're there. Mm -hmm. But speaking on that aspect, because we're talking about mental health, and because we are from a uh, religious uh, idara, um, I just lost the question. Sorry. Um, what initiatives can uh, the Muslim community, whether it's imams, whether it's uh, masajids, Muslim centers, take to promote mental health, uh, healthy well-being or mental health and well-being? I think definitely having a lot of brochures around information around mental health and mental well-being, having Nasiha come and speak, right? Nasiha does some great work with Muslim youth. Um, having Nisa helpline, which is a helpline for Muslim women, come and speak. Um, having Providing space for therapy, right? If, <laughs> if someone needs therapy or if even providing a space uh, with a therapist in partnership with, I know some of the mosques have a partnership with, I think it's Ikna or Isna, something yep. like that coming in and, and um providing a therapist, a Muslim therapist to come and do therapy, even partnerships with maybe Khalil Center or more spiritually focused, um, coming in and, and having a space there if someone wants therapy, providing a, a private and safe space, having um, lectures around or khutbas around that, right, as well. Um, having people come in as guest speakers for sure and just listening, right, and observing. At your mosque, observe. If you're finding someone that used to come from prayers is not coming for prayers, if you find that someone is crying a little bit longer in their dua, if you find that just taking, observing, taking two minutes and observing, someone's not wearing the same clothes that they used to wear. They're not, they're, their stomach is growling, right, while they're praying or they're in yeah. the mosque. Talk to them, go up to them, right, their eyes are black or blue. Right. Sit next to them. Really just ask what's happening. Hey, how about how about I make a call with you? How about I book an appointment for you to see someone? I, lo I love that. And I, and I think if I it was going to use two words to describe that is called active listening. And I, and I and active listening is not just listening with your ears, body language and observing all of that. And I think that was fantastic. The last thing um, I want to want to touch on before I let you go um, is uh, bullying. Um, we, we often get a lot of that. Nowadays, it's a lot of cyberbullying um, because mm -hmm. kids are out of school, but you get all of that, right? You, you get people that mm -hmm. are pressured into, um, yo, you got to join, this is our group or this is our clique or our gang and this and that. And, mm -hmm. Or, you know, you don't do that, you get initiation or uh, it's that nerdy kid. And, and I don't mean like I think kids are nerdy, but I'm just saying you, people have that stereotype and say oh that's a nerdy mm -hmm. kid i'm gonna take his lunch money every single day and then they get bullied or they get called uh, racial words and all of that so for the viewers that have been bullied or are looking at mm -hmm. or some mechanism to kind of get through that and what to do um or have uh, had uh, people bully them etc 
uh, or maybe bullies themselves. If you can give a message uh, mm -hmm. in regards to bullying, please. Yeah. First, for bullies themselves, if you find that you bullied someone um, in while, let me just click go to that part. So if you find that you've bullied someone and you're really sitting back and you're like, damn, I was a mean person, right? When I was a kid, like that was awful that I did to that person. Apologize. It's never too late to say, hey, I'm so sorry I did that. Like I shouldn't have acted the way that I did because you know what? Those childhood experiences, adults still remember. It clings on to them. They don't forget it. Yeah. And so you apologizing can make a huge difference. And if you want to be a better person, apologize, right? I would, yeah. I would say start with that. But second, I would say bullying, whether in the workplace, at school, at home, anywhere, it's never okay. It's never going to be okay. So if you have children, speak to them about bullying, how bullying is not okay. Um, getting their teacher involved if they are being bullied at school, talking to the parents that are there. If the parents are not listening, talking to the board that's there. Board's not listening, moving your child from that school to another school because bullying really takes a mental health effect on your child. And it's not, it's not a joke. It's not something that we should take lightly. So removing your child from that situation if, if there isn't no possibility of change is for sure um, an advised response. Awesome, bye. So um, that's all very good. Uh, that what a good answer regarding bullings. But uh, sister, I got a last question. I think we are out of our time. But if you can just wrap up, or maybe Umarvai will tell you how to wrap up. But I'll just ask you the last question: that uh, <laughs> what are the some tips to help me navigate and make most of my day? I feel there so much in my plate. And it often piled up in my head and I become mm -hmm. over anxious. Okay. So that's, that seems like this person is overwhelmed. So I would say make a list of things to do, right? That list is never going to stop. It will continue and continue and continue. What needs to stop is you, right? So think of um, realistic goals that you can meet that day that you need to do or like three or four things that you can complete that day and then remove one thing. <laughs> so wow. making it even smaller and then creating a little bit of time for you to take care of yourself, doing something where just for yourself, like I said earlier, that's so important. It's so basic, but we don't do it. And that really, really helps us in feeding our own energies because we cannot help others if we do not help ourselves. So create a list of all the things that are in your mind that you need to do and it'll continue adding, but set, set realistic three or four goals a day that you want to achieve and spread it out in a calendar. Write it out because writing is very therapeutic and seeing it somewhere wow. can be helpful. Yeah, that's awesome. Wow, like uh, sister, uh, the brother was listening to you live and he already messaged that very informative answer. And I really appreciated that I asked uh, your question to the sister and the answer is very informative to me. So he's thanking you. Uh, I, I don't know if commenting on live, but he's messaged me uh, privately. So that was very informative. Thank you so much. Um, My pleasure. So every podcast we have done, we needed a part two. <laughs> I know. So I'm, <laughs> I'm officially on air <laughs> telling you that we got to do a part two. Uh, just to continue building uh, the awareness, I think you've been uh, fantastic. I, the the crowd, mm -hmm. I mean, we're not sitting in a stadium or anything, meaning the viewers, mm -hmm. uh, they absolutely love you, uh, the way that you're even giving your answers, realistic and this and that. Um, so we want to thank you. Allah give barakah in your, in your work and continue to uh, keep you steadfast on what you do for the community. I'm going to ask you to uh, give you your final remarks, um, uh, uh, that message to the viewers.
and take as met take as long I'm as you want <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm happy to do so so struggling with mental health is not easy right it's really challenging and you can find yourself really isolated a lot of times people struggling with mental health can say no one can understand me i tried everything it's not working right you book an appointment book an appointment with me 15 minutes it's free right reach out to me uh, if I can't help you, if I don't think it's a good fit, I will refer you to someone else who I think is a, is a good fit. But just reach out, right? What's the worst that's going to happen? It's free. It's 15 minutes. That's all it is, right? Wow. And so being being um, in the Muslim community, there can be so much stigma and stereotype. But seeing your representation there, which is a Muslim woman, um, hopefully that is as helpful saying, I'm here for you, right? You're not alone, right? There's There are people who want to talk about mental health here, right? On the podcast here as well, who you can reach out to if you don't feel comfortable, right? And so I think, right, just just reaching out to coping supports. And um, there are a lot of free supports out there too, so you don't have to pay for it. So if you're a student, a lot of people don't know if you are a student, you do have health benefits. So that covers psychotherapy. Most of most often it's 100%. If you that are psychotherapy, which is 100%. And if you don't have any benefits, don't worry. You can still reach out. And there's a lot of OHIP covered benefits out there. That's amazing. Um, and if I can uh, get you uh, to, I know we, so we put all your information uh, in the link uh, or on the video, underneath the video. Um, but if you, for people that are watching, if you can uh, just kind of where they can reach you, uh, you know, if we have, we have some TikTok uh, followers, I know you're hype on TikTok and stuff like that. So if you can <laughs> throw that. I'm not with TikTok. <laughs> If, you're hyping me up way too much. I'm really struggling with the if you if you make it famous, just know that I mentioned it four times for you, right? So, but if you can uh, if you can tell them uh, where they can find you, even TikTok, so email, phone number, um, all of that jazz. If you can uh, if you can let the viewers know. Sure, absolutely. So you can reach out to me on Instagram at Colsome Cares. Uh, my email address is colsomecares at gmail.com. And um, I don't really have an official website, but you can find me on Psychology Today. And it's uh, Colsome Khan on Psychology Today. Awesome. And That's TikTok? 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 <laughs> and TikTok, yeah. <laughs> I've tried my best to record that, for sure. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. And uh, sister from, from our team, again, once again, uh, you've been a lovely guest. Um, again, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's an honor to have, uh, you because I've seen your work and what you've been doing. Um, I just, uh, I just hope it continues to be successful for you and your family. And, uh, definitely I'm saying this right now. So part two, uh, I'm going to reach out shortly <laughs> and, uh, we can book that in, okay. uh, thank you very much for your Absolutely. time. And it was, uh, it was an honor to have Absolutely. you on our show today. My pleasure. All right. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. MashaAllah. So that was Kulsam <clears throat> Khan, RSW. Great, great information, Muslim Bhai. Bro, this information was much needed. Uh, the topic was very important. People ask about this topic. They are mentioning about to do this topic and mental health. We can answer this, all these questions. What our sister has given uh, best answer to the viewers and the person, the people who ask about the mental health, their problems. In short, I will say that... Uh, uh, Sister Kulsum is asking 15 minutes of their time uh -huh. if they are in their difficulty times, yeah. if they're depressed, if they're stressed, if they're anxiety, don't give up. Uh -huh. Go and talk to the people. There are other sources from this um, podcast. I think that's a very informative podcast. Yeah. And as you said, uh, part two, 100% is coming. 
No, and I think that's good. So, closing remarks, final message from your part, and then I will wrap it up. So, um, the final remarks uh, from my side was that um, if you're depressed or stressed or anxiety, there are too many ways that you can go and talk to. As um, sister was saying, give 50 minutes to her. All informations are there. She can do her best from her side. If she cannot do it, she can refer you to somebody else. And not only that, like um, if you have some family problems and if you're close to one of our management team, we are always here to support you. We are always here at Makkah Islamic Center, 3234 Eglinton Avenue East. Any problem, family problem, job problem, don't get stressed out, don't get depressed. Reach us out, call us, tell your problem, and 100% we will try to help you out as much we can and if we can help you out we will refer you as sister kulsum was saying if she can help out she's going to refer so we're going to go in the chain but please don't trust out and don't think that as a student i was to ask question that i'll go back home and i can't take this i can't do this job there are too much of fees no there are the sources that you can do uh, jobs we can get you it so don't get depressed on that as well and uh, that's it like, Brother Omar, you can uh, talk uh, more on that now. I think that's the most I, information. I think that's uh, well said. I'm not going to say too much. Uh, just to wrap it up, uh, I know we went over the hour mark. Um, the spiritual side, that we have to make an attempt to get closer to the deen. 100%. It's very important to make that step to salah. The Prophet ﷺ said that, Salah wa qudratul ayn, ya wa salah wa nurul ayn. Meaning that salah is the coolness of my eyes. 100%. It is the most beloved ibadah that Allah gave to the nation of the Prophet ﷺ. Zikr of Allah. Come to the masjid. Involve yourself into the masjid. All of these things. Spirituality. You know, that getting that closeness to Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, فَذْكُرُونِي أَذْكُرْكُمْ وَشْكُرُونِي وَلَا تَكْفُرُونَ You remember me, I will be, I'll be remembering you or I'll be get you to be spoken about. Meaning that we have to get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from our side. This is our message. Come to the Makkah Islamic Center, like Mohsen is saying, sit with the ulama, sit with the hufaz, learn the Quran, read the Quran, you know, speak the Quran at home, read your salah. It's very important. These things help with coping with stress and anxiety, and it builds the balance between deen and dunya, and it helps you understand your deen and what your deen teaches you. You're not alone, like Mohsen Bai said, you're not alone. We're here to help you. We have co great contacts, like Sister Kalsum, yes, who is willing to help. khidmat e khalq She's actually doing the work for, for the people. For, for the free. Pre yeah. yeah, absolutely. So Allah bless them. Uh, Janab Mohsen Bai, thank you very much once again. Uh, back to back podcast for you. I know. You must be tired. No, uh, not tired <laughs> like you, man. You're doing like five, six hour uh, live. <laughs> I'm just doing one hour. <laughs> but no, it's you've been always. Uh, last week you were great. You were a hit last week too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, none of us are hit. She was the hit today. Yeah, I know. Right. And, but last week you really good job. I yeah. just want to say that. So it's going well. Uh, you know, and I, I'm gonna uh, wrap it up. So uh, YouTube, like and subscribe. Uh, every episode we gain subscribers, but we're not gaining enough. So please, brothers and sisters, like and subscribe. Miked up 416. It's on the flyer. Uh, it's on our messages. You're getting them. It's on social media. Miked up 416. 
on YouTube. Le like, subscribe, hit the bell icon every Saturday, 7 p.m. Inshallah, we will be live with new uh, programs and new topics and guests, etc. Trying new things. Uh, Alhamdulillah. So please do that. Follow us on Instagram. We've hit the over, Hafiz uh, over the 4.5 thousand uh, followers. Alhamdulillah. So it's, the, it's getting out there. So let's get 4.5 thousand subscribers, please. Right? So please like and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram. Uh, keep, us, uh, keep us updated. And uh, uh, we'll keep you updated, inshallah. So our umbrella organization, Sufi Council of Toronto. Uh, follow us on Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, um, Facebook, YouTube, and uh, our Idara. Uh, as you guys all know, um, Makkah Islamic Center, like Mohsen Bai said, 3234 Eglinton Avenue East in Scarborough. Um, we've been closed for quite some time now. And uh, we obviously need your help uh, to support. So um, the, the link is in the bio of this uh, video, uh, makkacenter.ca. Uh, please help and support um, the masjid while we're closed. We're doing a renovation. Our project is happening. Uh, we need to raise $15,000, and, uh, and then we can finish the downstairs portion for our sisters in the prayer hall and the wazoo area, etc. Uh, so please help and support makkacenter.ca. Makkacenter.ca. Please help and support. And Sister Kalsum's information is also on there. Uh, so if you need help, you need support, um, you can always message us if you, if you can't find it, but it's in the description of the video. Um, and then mental health, we have a mental health awareness uh, campaign that we are a part of as well. Reach out to Mecca Islamic Center on Instagram. Um, and or you can call Mosin Bai directly. I'm not going to put the, the number out on air, but you check the flyer, you can get a hold of him very, very <laughs> easily. Um, but please, you're not alone. Help support the Makkah Islamic Center and the work that we're trying to do to bring awareness uh, for all types of matters that we face in our daily lives. This episode and the, re the next uh, episodes for uh, the month of uh, February has been sponsored by Amal Artistry. Um, so you're going to see that uh, at the end of the video. Uh, Amal Artistry. Uh, so, Sister Amal, thank you very much for uh, supporting uh, Mic'd Up and the Makkah Islamic Center. Uh, Allah bless you and continue to give barakah in your uh, work, inshallah. So, reach out to her if you need all, any of art, artwork, designs, paintings, etc. Uh, reach out to her uh, for any of that needs. And inshallah, we'll see you next Saturday uh, live back here on Mic'd Up 416 on YouTube. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.